Good morning, everybody. I do hope you're safe and sound. Welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30 to 9am to help small businesses just like yourselves. Ask any question in the comments below or hashtag QBATE, that's hashtag QBATE on Twitter to get your questions over to me. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts like myself are on hand 24-7 to help you as much as we possibly can. QuickBooks also has a dedicated COVID-19 information site. Just go to the QuickBooks website, scroll down a little bit and click on a big learn more button under the head of support for you and your business during COVID-19. My name is Aaron Patrick. I'm a chartered accountant and a QuickBooks certified trainer. So if you don't have any QuickBooks questions, I might be able to help you on that one. I own an, a state-of-the-art online accountancy firm called Boffix, which uses the best cloud technology available to help small businesses get crucial real-time information they need at their fingertips. If you require any accounting advice, payroll, bookkeeping, or anything in between, please do get in touch. Okay, enough about me, and let's focus on today's session. This session is all about you and your burning questions. If you have any questions, then please use any of the social channels, as I just mentioned, to get in touch and ask those burning questions. So while we wait for the first of the questions to arrive, let's talk about some recent issues which our clients at Boffix have been facing. One thing we've noticed is there's actually been a bit of a pivot in the way that our clients are behaving lately. So it's less of the panic now that some of the government aid has started to come through and more of about a focus on the bigger picture and how are they going to get their business back up and running again. And one thing we've learned and one thing we've definitely been able to understand with our clients is none of the clients are just going to be able to click their fingers and go back to pre-COVID-19. There's going to be much more of a staged approach. The problem with planning the longer term is the uncertainty that goes around it. So whereas at the moment we've had a lot of ability for us to be able to react with what's going on, now we're in a position where there's a lot more uncertainty. We don't know when everything's going to go back to normal. We don't know if there's going to be stage approaches and we, we, there's a lot more question marks going on. And for our clients, that makes it much more tricky to understand how we're going to apply that for them, how we're going to help them and how we're going to give them a way in which they can build and get themselves back on track again. Our clients have benefited from having real-time information from our bookkeeping team who have worked overtime to ensure that all our clients have a near real-time information. And that really helps when it comes to making those decisions about going forward. You need to understand what's happening now. Not all small businesses are in this position, though, unfortunately, but there is a way you can get that data at your fingertips, and that's using QuickBooks Online. So what I thought I'd do is talk to you guys now about how you can use QuickBooks Online to make sure that you have a real good basis in terms of being able to think about preparing for the future. The more real-time information you have now, the more up-to-date you can get your books as of today, the more beneficial you're going to be able to find it when it comes to thinking about how do I move myself forward? When do I start bringing my staff back? When do I start reaching out to other suppliers and everything like that? And if you are still worried about finance and making sure you've got enough in terms of bounce back loans and everything else, you need to understand now how much run rate you've got. And you're going to need to work with that and understand. And the only way you're going to get to that position is by using QuickBooks now to get all the information and everything up to date. If you can understand what your business is at today, then it's going to make it so much easier for you as a small business to plan for the future. 
So I thought as being a QuickBooks certified trainer, I'll give you some pro tips on how to get data into that business, into that uh, QuickBooks as quickly as possible. I did a whole video on this. So if you want me to put a link in there, we'll do in the comments below. But the idea is, is about you utilizing the time that you've got now to get as much information in as we possibly can so that going forward, we can make sure we can use that data as it comes along. Now, one of the new features within QuickBooks, which is going to make your life easier, is going to be the introduction of receipt capture or snap receipt, as they call it. Now, the idea here is that if you've got physical receipts hanging around, nowadays you can get your phone out from uh, QuickBooks Online. You can log into QuickBooks itself and you can take a photo of that receipt and put it straight into QuickBooks. And it's not just for looking at stuff that you've just recently done. You can go and back, go look at the backload of receipts that you've got. And if you've already processed that transaction, QuickBooks will find it and attach it to that. So it's a really useful feature just to get that data in really, really quickly. All you need to do is take a photo of it and you're there. You even have the opportunity to forward emails on. So if you keep getting the same bill coming through from quick, uh, from BT or whoever it's going to be, you can move that forward and get that in nice and quickly. The other thing I would say is think about your bank feed as well. We're in this technology now called open banking, which means every 90 days we need to update our bank. So make sure you have your bank updated. Make sure it's still feeding information into QuickBooks and you're going to find it so much easier to get on top of your bookkeeping and get that data in there. Make sure before you do think about the future, just check that the position you've got now is correct. And the best thing to do for that is reconcile your bank. Again, there's more information in my video, but make sure you've reconciled your bank just to give you the confidence that the data you've already put in QuickBooks is already spot on. For cash flow, um, sorry, the other thing to do is get used to reports. So especially start getting comfortable with things like profit and loss by month. That's going to let you know trends and make you understand how your business is doing and make, make you understand if you maybe missed anything from the information. So if you've got everything from, from January to March, but you're missing February for a particular expense, have a look and see if you may have missed that one for one reason. QuickBooks has a budgeting functionality built directly in there. So make sure you start to look at that and see if that could be useful for planning going forward and planning when you can start taking your staff back and things like that. It's a really powerful tool that means you can start predicting and seeing exactly how, how you can affect your income and expenditure going forward. Consider using the advanced payroll function directly in QuickBooks. That way you know that the payroll costs and everything are all being included within QuickBooks as they should be. And that could be the best way for you to make sure that you've got everything included in QuickBooks. And then going forward, we also have the opportunity to use what we're calling cash flow. So we're gonna, there's going to be a new feature within QuickBooks very, very soon, which is going to help you predict your cash flow going forward. And that should be a really, really, really useful way for you to be able to understand how your business is doing. They'll give you plenty of time then to think about what's going on forward. You'll get those reports, you'll understand how your business is doing, and then you can start thinking about that stage approach to getting yourself back. And then start considering different scenarios, thinking about maybe if you take someone on sooner or you staff sooner and how that's going to affect. With that data in hand and you've got that data available, you're going to make yourself a lot easier and make it easier going forward. So the key thing is having data at your fingertips. Use the time wisely, get your bookkeeping in order. Also, if you're looking for further financing or anything like that, you may need to demonstrate how your cash flow is going to be. So get yourself sorted now, get all your ducks in a row 
and you're going to make yourself and your chances of coming out of this back to where it was pre-COVID-19 much more accessible. As I said, I have a whole video about this, so please use, use this time to look at the video. And the official QuickBooks SMB community on, on Facebook will be a great place to talk to people if you are having difficulties at all. Or if you do need any more information about this, then please do get in touch with us at Boffix. We've got special offers in place to help small businesses get back on their feet. Okay, then, with that, I think it's time to have a look at the questions that we've had coming through. So, first of all, Christina Harlow from Facebook Live Feed. Hi, Erin. I'm only six. Uh, I'm on my sixth week of being furloughed by my full-time job. I've used this time to focus on making and selling handmade candles, which I only previously gifted to friends and family. Is there a limit of profit I can make before I need to declare this? Also, will it have any effect of income I receive from my employer through the furloughed scheme? And that's a really good question. That's an example of a lot of people in this position where they're utilizing their time, they're thinking about their creativity aspects, and they're thinking, how can they maybe start a new business, maybe start a new trend, or maybe start something that they really enjoy and pass the time and build on skills? I know many people who have used this time to think about video editing or whatever that's going to be. And in your case, you've got the opportunity to look at candle making. And it's a really, really good skill. It's going to be something you're going to be able to pass forward. And it's going to really help you in terms of getting through this and keeping your mental health and everything else. But when it comes to from a business point of view, then really you've just got to think to yourself, have you actually bought something with the intention of making a profit and the intention of selling it on? As soon as you've started to consider that and as soon as you started to see that going forward, then at that point, you need to consider yourself that it is a business. And there is no kind of de minimis rules or amounts or anything else. It's really that that simple status. If you bought bought an item with the intention of selling it, or in your case, you bought materials with the intention of selling it, then yes, please put that in and declare that as an income. Now, to declare that as an income can be really straightforward. Self-employment is probably the easiest way for you where you get to just literally include that on a tax return at the end of a financial year. So all you need to do is put your income versus your expenses in there. Using something like QuickBooks will be perfect for you to be able to actually get all that information in and keep it all in one safe place. And then at that point, you have a legitimate business building up. At some point, maybe you want to go limited, but that can be a discussion for another day. But at that point, at least you are declaring your income and you're putting it in the right place on for HMRC purposes. And um, when it comes to a limit of profit I need to make before I declare this, again, just there is no diminished rules. Just make sure you've got it declared. You're going to help yourself in terms of future looking at um, finance and everything else. So it's going to be worthwhile for you. And it will not affect any income you receive from your employer at this time. So don't worry about that at all. Fran from Twitter asks, hey, Aaron, I noticed on Twitter that the government said that the self-employed support scheme will be paid by the 25th of May. I'm panicking a little bit as I found it hard to get the, get by. What do I do? I haven't received the loan by the 25th. Is there any guidance anywhere? It's a really, really, really good question. And this is where that bounce back loans and all the other initiatives that have come in were designed for exactly your case. Now, the self-employed income support scheme should already have been processed. For the majority of our clients, that's what we've received, but it's not guaranteed for every single client. So there are clients out there who are still waiting for their money to come in. Now, if you're in that boat and you're in that position, please, please, please talk to your bank. The bounce back scheme is a really, really, really good scheme. It's been designed specifically for people like you so that you can get some finance into your bank account now. You get 12 months completely free, 
And then from there on in, you can understand and you can put it from there. Also, in your case as well, when it comes to guidance, just talk to the community on Facebook. We're all going through the same sort of thing. It should be a really good place for you to get the information. Ian from Facebook Messenger. Hello, are self-employed workers entitled to sick pay if they need to self-isolate? I'm not sure if this changes with COVID-19. Now, with self-employed workers, they did open up SSP for your situation. So they have opened up the ability for you to claim SMP for self-employed workers for the first time. So it does give you the opportunity now to go in, grab that sick pay, and then you'll be able to go from there. It shouldn't also affect anything to do with your self-employed income scheme as well. So you should be able to go through and make sure that both claims are made. Now, there may be some clawback or something later down the line, but for now, what I would highly recommend is you do get yourself on that uh, uh, on the sick pay and make sure you've claimed for that. And that was Ian from Facebook. Paul from Twitter. Hello there, Aaron. Are there any clients, you don't have to name them, of yours who have made positive changes and adapted well during COVID-19? I'm hoping to hear some real-life examples that can give me a bit of inspiration. Well, that's a really, really good question there. Um, and, and from a positive point of view, there's been plenty of them. We've seen so many clients who've taken this opportunity to do things they've never had to do before. So one of the best things I've seen as well is this sense of community. So I've seen clients, so we've got restaurants who are in our local area and, and clients of ours. And instead of them having to worry about how they're going to deliver and how they're going to move to a new online platform and everything else, they've all coupled together and they've all built themselves their own little community. And in the villages and everything that they work through, they've then worked together and they've decided to have particular days for particular income streams. And that's worked really, really, really well. So I think from, from that question alone, it's about looking at the information or the companies around you that sometimes could have been rival, sometimes were things that were difficult or, or tricky for you to utilize. And now you're going to use them as a way forward in a way you're going to be able to go and be able to deal with them now in that in them sort of cases what i would highly recommend you do is just communicate with those people they're going through the same situation so if you have got a business who you, who you used to have a rival against talk to them see if they're going through the same issues and at that point you can collaborate together and that collaboration is really really key it's been what has been pushing our clients forward and giving them a lot more sense in terms of how they're going to get through this and also, we found that clients have started to really embrace social channels and communication and everything else. So we feel like as, as customers, we're getting a lot more communication from those companies, and it's making us want to use them more than we have done in the past. So use this opportunity to understand how to communicate with clients when you can't just open your doors to them, how to communicate clients when you can't just walk around the streets and pass around um, flyers. This is your, your chance as a business to be able to figure out new ways to communicate, new ways to understand, and then that's going to help you when we're out of this, grow forward and be able to market to a large audience. Nikki from Facebook Messenger. Hello, Aaron. This is insightful to me. I recently just started my own tailoring company, which was a hobby and now a side hustle, where it's earning me a small secondary income. 
What I'm wondering is how do you calculate expected cash flow in general? Fantastic question there. And that's when every small business, cash is king. So when it comes to understanding how a small business is going to run forward, you do need to consider cash flow. It's going to make or break most companies out there. So for you to even be considering it at this point is a really, really wonderful thing. And I really do uh, advise that you carry on down the path of keeping it in the back of your mind in terms of how do I understand that cash flow? Now, when it comes to understanding it and how to deal with it, again, the most important thing for you is by pushing as much information into a software package. Obviously, I'm going to be biased here and I'm going to tell you QuickBooks going forward. There are other ones on the market, but QuickBooks itself makes it really easy for you to get that information into, into there as soon as possible. Taking photos and attaching bank accounts means that you can get that data in really fluidly and getting that information in as soon as possible. And then at that point, all you need to do then is get a line in the sand as how your business is doing now, have a look back at what happened in the past, and then looking forward, it's going to make it so much easier for you. You can understand that on a month-by-month -month basis, you incur this expense, that expense, and everything else. And then all you need to do is take that information, start predicting the future, and then start having some ideas in ter terms of what we would like to call scenarios. So if you started taking on more uh, of the income, how would that affect? If you started taking on more clients, how would that affect? If you maybe employed someone, how would that affect you? QuickBooks has got budgeting tools built directly in, and really soon we're going to have cash flow in there as well. So it's going to be a great tool for you to be able to understand how your business is doing, how those scenarios will affect each and every way in which your business goes, and you're going to have a really good time with it. But good luck with it, and hopefully going forward, um, with you earning that extra secondary income, you may even be able to find a way to make that your primary income going forward. Danny from Facebook Messenger. Hey, Aaron, as I want to prepare best for the future, how do I know when to take my staff off furlough? That's a really, really important question. And this is where um, I kind of alluded to at the beginning where it comes to cash flow. So you need to be able to, uh, well, there's, there's two things. There's cash flow and there's also safety. So as long as you've got yourself in a, in a mindset where you know that you can afford to take your staff back on, remember originally you've had to unfortunately tell them that their job was at risk. That's how they've been on furlough in the first place. So for you to bring them back into the fold, for you to bring them back on as your full-time employers or employees, you need to at that point be able to give them the opportunity and you need to be able to prove to them that their job isn't at risk anymore. And that's going to be down to cash flow. That's going to be down to finance. That's going to be down to understanding, have you got the work coming in and everything else that comes with it? Basically, the opposite to the decisions you had to make, first of all, in terms of furloughing them, you're going to have to think to those those are reasons why and understand that you have now got the ability to do it so make sure from a cash flow point of view you've got everything in line you know that your company can withstand bringing them back you know that your company can still afford to pay them and then you can start bringing them back and then the most important thing after that is going to be safety now the government are starting to give out more and more guidance in terms of what that means. How do you bring an employee back to a safe environment? What measures do you need to make as an employer to ensure that your employees coming back are safe and they have everything in place? And especially like in our field, we've got apprentices. So at that point, we've not just got to appease the apprentice and make sure the apprentice is, is, is feeling safe and feeling like they can come back to work. We've got to make sure that they're 
their colleague is is happy with that as well and their, and their accounting body and their, their actual professional body as well. So you've got a lot of things that you've got to understand first and foremost. This is why when it comes to understanding when to bring someone back, a cash flow forecast and a, an idea of thinking about your planned approach and doing staged approach to getting everything back in is going to be by far the best way of doing it. Don't rush into this. Make sure you've got everything in line. Make sure HR and everything else, including all those sort of things. So for Rillios, who we use in terms of making sure you've given them the right contracts and everything in terms of coming back. And when you do bring them back, make sure you bring them back in stage, stage points so that you can make sure they're safe, everything's all in line, and from a business, you've got a way of being able to, from a long longevity point of view, you can, you've got enough place there to be able to give them as much information and you'll be able to then understand and give them confidence as an employee that they can come back. So good luck with that one. Hopefully, fingers crossed, you can find a way of bringing them back in the best possible way. Uh, we've got Christina from Facebook Live Feed. Aaron, would you advise people to be cautious with the self-employment scheme grant? My friend received this the other day. But HMRC have advised them there's a risk and may close them back at a later date. It's a really, really good question there, Christina. And to be fair, we don't know the 100% the answer yet. We are aware that HMRC are going to be looking into it. So the, one of the criteria of receiving the self-employment scheme in the first place was that you had to have um, demonstrated from a business that you've been adversely affected by COVID-19. So as long as your business has been affected in one way or another, then from what we've known so far, then that criteria has been set. But that doesn't mean, though, that's the end of the story. HMRC may have some form of way of calculating that. They might have some sort of calculation they're going to want to apply to your next tax return or the tax return after. And at the moment, we don't know. But at the moment, the most important thing is getting through now. So as long as your business has been adversely affected. And that might not just be financially. That might be the fact that you need cash flow to go forward. You might be trying to ramp up your business to support local businesses. I know some businesses who are actually, from a turnover point of view, have tripled and quadrupled in this time. But actually, they're more adversely affected than some of my other businesses because they've never had to deal with those sort of quantities before. And they're having cash flow issues and they're having all manner of uh, problems. So they're still adversely um, affected, even though their turnover has increased. So every business is going to be different. Every business is, is a, a different way and a different kettle of fish. And from your point of view, you just need to understand or your friend needs to understand if they were adversely uh, affected, then they should be absolutely fine. And if they wasn't, I would just expect some sort of clawback later down the line. How and when or why um, HMRC just decide to claw that back is still up for debate in terms of the mechanics. James from YouTube Live says, while HMRC has allowed the deferment of VAT and self-assessment, have they announced any relief on corporation tax? And it's a really good question, and it's one that affects quite a lot of our clients. Um, from, a point, from our point of view, or from HMRC's point of view, so to say, they have never declared anything officially. So they've never actually gone on paper to say that corporation tax has now been deferred, and they've never needed to have an opportunity to, um, to put that into play. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't anything available. HMRC also released a COVID-19 special telephone number. So um, we can always put that into the links below. But basically, HMRC has a dedicated team for people who are adversely affected or companies who are adversely affected by COVID-19. And from our situation, from our clients and from who we've advised, we know that HMRC have been really accommodating in terms of how to 
pay that corporation tax bill. Now, they've offered deferments, they've offered payment loans, uh, payment plans, um, and they've offered some clients other opportunities to make payments. So they put it against other income and all this sort of stuff. So you just need to communicate with HMRC. Now, the best thing to do that, though, is to make sure everything's in line. So don't leave it till the last minute in terms of filing that corporation tax return. Don't leave it till the last minute to put your accounts into companies. Ask everything in line nice and early. Have that ability to communicate with, with HMRC. Maybe even explain to them that you've done cash flow forecasts and you've done all those sort of things we talked about at the beginning. The more information you can give HMRC, the more accommodating they can be with you, more upfront and the more communicating you are with them, the more we found that they have been able to be forgiven and they've been able to give you opportunities to keep your business afloat and keep your business going. So good luck with that, James. Zara from Twitter DM. Um, I'm sorting out my CapEx for September when I usually buy the latest Apple gear for my team. Completely the same here there, Zara. There are There has been a level of expectation that Every couple of years of service, they get the latest version of MacBook, phones, iPad. Business is good at the moment, but this could be all change if a few clients can't pay. Should I wait until closer, close to the time to plan or just go ahead as usual? Um, that's a really, really good question. And unfortunately, we're in what's called unprecedented time. I know we're sick and tired of hearing that sound at this point in time, but that's exactly what we're in. So this is where when it comes to looking at how much money you've got to spend, I've been very cautious with our clients and been very upfront with them to say that they've got to start thinking of their normal procedures and they've got to be a little bit more pessimistic in terms of how much capital expenditure they've got. Now, that doesn't mean to say no to that, that answer. That's not to say that if you don't, if you need a piece of equipment, then you shouldn't go out and buy it. But you've got to be much more thoughtful about what it is you're buying and making sure that you have the means to be able to, um, from a business point of view, to be able to afford that and to be able to make sure that you can make the most out of it. We're coming into positions where clients, for example, are starting to make losses, whereas before... The reason they were buying this capital expenditure was to, you know, make sure their profits weren't uh, weren't at a certain level or to keep the profits under control. And if you're already making losses, and it doesn't make any sense to then go out and buy capital items that you don't necessarily need at that point. So we're going through changes in times. We're going through times where, unfortunately, getting the latest and greatest may not be the best way forward. But again, it all depends on your personal cash flow. So make sure your business has done what I've said before all that cash flow forecast through and if it can be afforded then all good for you we have ofella from twitter dm is it still good to time to invest in eis startups are they available to invest as a company as well as an individual they are still available so covid19 hasn't put any halt on any eis scheme so for everyone who doesn't understand eis is an investment scheme where you get to actually invest in the company so this has to be a company that's not connected to you where you get some really nice incentives from hmrc as the investor to make it worthwhile for you to put that money in so tax breaks and things like that now from this point of view um, is it still a good time to invest it all depends on the company obviously if the company has been adversely affected by covid19 you want to understand you want to know that they can come out there and you want to have confidence that company will be able to weather the storm and come back so that's a consideration you need to make before you make any investment um, and also when it comes to eis you've just got to understand you know even if they've Definitely, if they've improved under COVID-19, again, have those same questions and go from there. So, you know, is, is it a best time to invest? It all depends on the company itself. 
Okay, so we've got room for a couple more questions then. Manny from Facebook Messenger. Hi, Aaron. I'm relatively new to QuickBooks, so I'm wondering if there are any features they haven't already been discussed. I should be aware about and help with managing my cash flow a little better. So a little plug here for QuickBooks themselves. They recently released what's called a spring update. So if you go to Google, spring update in QuickBooks, you'll see all their new features that is coming up. Cash flow forecast being one of them. And another great feature that's coming out is the ability to do checklists within the product itself. So they're calling it monthly checklists, but it's basically the idea that you can go through, check off to say that you've considered this, considered that, you Profits look right, your um, debtors look right, your creditors look right, them sort of things. And that's going to give you confidence in your work going forward. So there's a lot of new features coming out with QuickBooks. And the one thing is they're always updating it as well. So what I would do is keep an eye on that. And also, if you're part of the community that we've mentioned on Facebook, I regularly put videos updating on new features anyway. So keep an eye out for them. Final question then, Curtis from Facebook Messenger. Morning, Aaron. I'm an employee, employed window cleaner, but my work hasn't been too affected in terms of being able to work during the um, during the lockdown. Can I still claim the self-employed income support as I'm technically self-employed? And a loan would still help massively. As my business has slowed since everyone is at home cleaning their own windows. Great question there. Curtis, and to be fair, I probably won't be able to do this justice with the time we've got. But really, what I would consider in your point of view is just think about the fact that you, you've had been adversely affected now isn't the end of the world. You're going to have a time to recover. So make sure you've got all the loans and, and bounce back loans and all that in place now so you can cover that and go forward. And that's it. So let's wrap up and talk about the next speaker. So any questions, get in touch with the QB support team on Facebook or Buffett and myself on Twitter. Coming up on Ask the Expert on tomorrow is Thomas Colster, founder of the Good of Adversity Agency. So I've had a look at their website. They look like a real good source of uh, knowledge so that should be a really good place to come in and be able to understand things that are going from a reminder that if you need any more advice join the official intuit quickbooks smb community group on facebook accountants and business and experts are on hand 24 7 and that's it for me thank you everyone stay safe and i hope to see you in the next video